because of this flavored yogurt that has become a rage it's not flavored yogurt greek never had flavored yogurt they would have yogurt only with cucumber and they would put it on the pita breads on the breads to eat they never mixed it with fruit hi i'm dr dimple jangra i'm your podcast host and i welcome you to a gut story this is a podcast a platform where we're going to discuss healthy everything a healthy body healthy mind healthy emotion healthy energetics and a healthy spiritual journey we're going to also discuss stories of courage grit confidence discipline and patience that helped several people overcome tragic events in their life and physical trauma and we're also going to learn from several natural sciences like ayurveda naturopathy homeopathy yoga on how to reset our body back to good health and bring ourselves back closer to nature Welcome to a gut story with yours truly Dr Dimple So I'm really happy to have another amazing person to side this conversation with me and no person better than Poppy Jabal to oh, be honest okay so Poppy came to me 4 years ago 2019 I guess yeah just before the lockdown before the lockdown and I love sharing the story always Poppy was a non-Ayurveda believer. She didn't believe in Ayurveda. Luckily for us, we had the same hairdresser, and you know how hairdressers love to gossip. Idhar ka gossip, udhar, udhar ka gossip. We we really have a good hairdresser. So he sent her to us, and she came with her then boyfriend, yeah, then boyfriend. now husband. Yes. And it was supposed to be a consultation for her husband. We ended up talking for an hour. Poppy didn't speak at all during that one hour. I kept explaining Yeki Gut Syndrome and gut health and colon health and Harvard studies and Stanford. You know, passionately, I'm going on talking. Poppy didn't have a word to say. After an hour, they left. I said, "Okay, I'm never going to see this woman. I don't think she likes me, or I don't think she likes Ayurveda." That was the impression. Within a few days, I got a call from Poppy, and there has been no looking back. She has become the brand ambassador of the clinic, motivating youth. towards preventive healthcare like sciences like ayurveda yoga naturopathy actually uh, my parents and everybody in my parents generation as well because they've forgotten what ayurveda is and uh, i think they've forgotten the roots so i think it's it's actually high time to reintroduce them with their roots absolutely so i want to start off with you know giving you a little background on leaky gut syndrome that's a topic of today's conversation Now no better person to talk about it than Poppy herself because she is one of those pronounced cases of leaky gut syndrome where the situation was so bad she'll explain how she was turned into a lab mice with 200 needles pricked into her body to figure out what's wrong and no doctors could explain what was going on with her so I will let Poppy explain that story as to how you battled leaky gut syndrome and how Ayurveda came to the rescue you know you won't even realize most of you might actually be suffering from it because if anybody especially women if they have any kind of swelling any kind of mood swings and there are a lot of things which are related to leaky gut syndrome and nobody will tell you what it is exactly so my journey started i was on a shoot and suddenly i started seeing that my one eye became smaller than the other and i thought maybe it's my makeup gone wrong and then i started seeing certain things like i would wake up in the morning and i would be swollen swollen to a level where you would not recognize my face i do have a picture on my phone i mean after we finish that maybe i can show it to you i literally stopped work for 6 months i'm an actor and i stopped meeting people because i thought that this is not me and the funny thing is that nobody understood me and people thought that i was just gaining weight 
and that is it and I'm just panicking. So it was a mentally, it was a very, very strange journey because I did not have any support from anybody. And the fact that I went to different doctors, I did an MRI, somebody said maybe sinus, somebody said food allergies. I, I think I went to like six, seven doctors in a span of one year. None of them told me that it's a leaky gut syndrome. Nobody, nobody even knew about this word. And uh, there was a time when uh, somebody told me to do allergy tests and uh, I had 200 needles pricked in both my hands and I got to know that I was allergic to bhindi, I was allergic to palm trees, I was allergic to coconut. Suddenly, I don't know what has happened. And um, things started becoming strange. Uh, I would wake up in the morning and felt like somebody was holding my head and trying to kind of move me around. Started feeling a little depressed. Obviously, I'd put on weight and I was really working out. Every day for two hours, nothing. Like my weight wouldn't move. If I ate something, in one night, I would gain three kgs. And that was unbelievable. And suddenly when I started researching, I thought maybe it is leaky gut syndrome. Like when you go online and there are people who have researched about things, I thought maybe this is somewhat similar. So when Dimple says that I was quiet for an hour and I was just listening to her, she was the first person who used this term leaky gut syndrome. I met enough number of doctors, but nobody knew this term. And she was the first person who caught it. And I was like, Okay, wow, I really don't believe in Ayurveda. But here there is a person who's actually pinpointed my problem. And that's how the journey started. We started with cleansing my system. And I don't know if you guys know what leaky gut is. Do you want to explain it to them? The gut is the small intestine, large intestine and the colon. Okay. The gut is where food passes after digestion. So it's not the stomach. We think stomach is a gut, right? Like when we were in school, we thought this is it. You know, stomach is everything. So the mouth and stomach is where the digestion happens. After the digestion is done, the food gets pushed into the small intestine for absorption of nutrients. There are thousands of blood vessels attached to the small intestine. So the nutrients are getting released into those blood vessels which will carry it to all your organs, heart, liver, kidney, intestine, gallbladder, and the brain, right? A leaky gut syndrome basically means the gut wall, which is basically cells held tightly together in a conjunction, you know, literally just like this, have suddenly become loose. And not just the nutrients, now your undigested food, heavy metals, toxins, parasites, tapeworms, tapeworm eggs, unhealthy bacteria are getting leaked into the bloodstream. Now that blood is toxic and it's the same blood that's circulating to your brain, heart, liver, kidney, intestine, causing psychosomatic imbalances like anxiety, stress, depression, bronchial disorders like cold, cough, sinus allergies, gut health issues like bloating, indigestion, acidity, reflux and all of those simple issues, chronic issues all the way up to cancer, colon health issues like constipation, diarrhea, IBS. So right from constipation to clinical depression, common cold to cancer is triggered due to an unhealthy colon or a leaky gut syndrome. And this is a research proven by Harvard, Stanford, Atlanta, Georgia, Maryland University. When we discovered that 90% of the diseases are caused due to an unhealthy colon, kachariki theli. If the poop doesn't come out every day, it goes back into the body, it gets absorbed into the body. 90% of the diseases are covered there. And this is not research that we've done. We have just curated this research and I remember spending a few lakhs 
to distribute these pamphlets for free across Bombay city every day for a year, hoping that somebody would read it. So this is what a leaky gut syndrome is. And, and also autoimmune disorder. That's one thing which is kicked off with leaky gut syndrome. And then once you have autoimmune disorder, there's no looking back. So it's very important to prevent whatever is happening in your body, all the problems, especially a leaky gut. It sounds really very simple, but it's actually very, very, very bad, I would say. Totally. So, you know, have you guys ever experienced anxiety or stress or depression for no reason? Everything is perfect in your family. You have a great family, a loving husband, loving wife, loving children. Everything is great around you. Financially, you're fine. You have a beautiful home and, you know, beautiful community. But for some reason, you start feeling anxious. You start having brain fog. You start having loss of memory, lack of coordination, okay, lack of concentration, mood swings, irritability, you start snapping. You're wondering where all that is coming from. It's usually from your gut and colon. Your gut is the second brain. You guys must have heard of this. The gut is called the second brain because there are more neurons. Neurons are those that carry messages in your body. Neurons allow you to feel, to experience. So there are more neurons lining your gut wall than there are neurons in your brain. Can you imagine there are more neurons in your gut than there are in your brain? And it has been proven scientifically that your intuition indeed comes from the gut. Your emotions are stored in the gut. When you feel anxious, scared, excited, happy, nervous, butterflies fluttering in the stomach, where do you feel it? You feel it here. When you get nervous, you feel the runs to the bathroom. You feel it here. So emotions are actually stored in the gut. Your intuition comes from the gut. Memories are also stored in the gut. So if you think of your grandmother, you start salivating, not because she was yummy, but because you start remembering all the foods she made. You know, parathas and lassis and all kinds of delicacies. And you start salivating just by the thought of your grandmother. You're like, yummy, you know. So even those memories are stored in the gut and it's triggered in the gut. Okay. And now some scientists have gone one step forward to say the gut is not just the second brain. It's the biggest brain in your body. So should we take care of this or not? Right? We should. And I want Poppy to tell us your journey from having a leaky gut syndrome to healing. So gut feeling is not only about what's going to come in the future. Gut feeling is also it may not work for me. You know, I don't like these food items. Why don't I like them? Is there a reason most of you may not like a karela? But your other family member may love it. What is the reason? Because your gut tells you that when you have it, maybe something is there in your body which doesn't want it to come into your bloodstream or digest. It's a very simple thing. We don't know, we don't understand these things, but these things do happen. It happened with me. I, I'm a Punjabi, okay? I have grown up eating parathas and my mother used to give me milk every day before school and I just kept on telling her, Mom, I feel pukey. I don't feel like having milk, but she was unaware. So was everybody. Now, after meeting uh, Dimple, is when I realized that I should not be having any form of milk products, any milk products at all, any form of wheat, no sugar. I have eliminated all these things and I started seeing a difference in the first one week when I eliminated all these things from my diet. Suddenly, health was good. Suddenly, immunity was good. Suddenly, there was no depression. Suddenly, my mind was functioning fantastically well. My body came back to shape. My face looked normal. There were so many things just started, like there were tick marks everywhere. And how did this happen? 
mostly by elimination and of course a lot of Ayurveda which was taught to me over I don't know how many courses I did during lockdown I was free and uh, Dimple told me a class and she was uh, I think I don't know how many courses you were taking online and I registered for everything and I did almost 100 hours of study with Dimple and it really changed my life and now here I am telling my parents that please stop eating these medicines aap ajwain ka pani le lo aap jeere ka pani le lo and they're laughing at me I said it really works and one thing that I actually understood was that most of the medicines are there in your kitchen your grandmother would have told you have jeere ka pani have ajwain ka pani aapko zukam hua I'm sorry I'm uh, talking in Hindi it's just uh, pretty natural so and also when you have uh, cold and cough adrak ka pani a little bit of uh, honey in it ginger water and honey these are the things which actually help you since the time i think dimple told me whenever you have a sore throat just take a spoonful of grated ginger put a bit of honey pepper and haldi i have sworn by it and you just become okay in one day your body needs one day to be okay rather than getting on to antibiotics and then it takes its own course 3 days 5 days you start feeling weak but body has a mechanism where it heals itself and that is what i learned from ayurveda there are so many things there's a right way to eat you know today spinach is available throughout the year but spinach we used to have it only during winters Now everything is genetically modified. When we were growing up, we could easily digest wheat. Now suddenly, where did gluten come from? Everything is getting modified. Now the funny thing is that I cannot digest anything in Mumbai, but when I go for my shoots to Punjab or Delhi, I can eat anything. I can have a pizza here. If I have a little bit of pizza, I'll be swollen the next day and I'll gain three kgs in a night. There, I can have a full pizza and nothing will happen to me. It's not magic. it's the food that you're ingesting and the way it is digesting there is different now i may be susceptible to this maybe dimple is okay maybe some of you would be okay eating the same thing all bodies are different so when i started with ayurveda i realized this that i am prone to this and i must take this into my hands whether anybody's understanding me whether my parents understand me my husband understands me or not but i have to take this in my hands and i think since 2019 i have not had gluten i have not had any milk products no sugar and life has changed and also ayurveda when you talk about ayurveda there are so many cleanses yeah panchkarma you know you know it when you do it you know that the toxins are getting out of your body because you can see right after you finish your massages and the panchkarma and the diet plans you know that your body is new and also your colon it just feels new there is a huge difference i i really suggest all of you just try you know she's right here you must read the book and there is so much that you can actually change in your body that is if you want to but there is literally a lot now i'm so glad i'm so glad that you picked it up just when you know we just started in 2017 you know so we were still very fresh we were not on social media and we were not doing much and 2019 she came and i think pandemic in a way was a blessing 2020 when it happened people were scared for their lives and for the first time i could see death on everyone's face it was scary it was scary it was scary for all of us we've all been through trauma right 2020 was traumatic for all of us in different ways 
and I couldn't deal with it because I was also you know put in a room because you know my sister was about to give birth and I had recently taken a flight so 14 days in a room it was like house arrest it was crazy so I started teaching and then Poppy started doing every single master class and I remember every time the master class would get over she'd send a message saying it used to be five to seven days course I'm getting sad it's over what what's next <laughs> so immediately we'll get back we're like let's get back on the horse you know and that's how a lot of celebs suddenly started showing up in the classes and we were wondering what's going on you know I didn't even have makeup at home. I'd literally like borrow makeup from my sister-in-law, hold the phone like this and start teaching. I didn't even have a laptop during 2020 because of the lockdown. We didn't anticipate that the whole country would shut down, right? So I thought seven days holiday in my mom's house. I took seven pairs of clothes and left Bombay. And I came back eight months later, which was scary. But what we did during that lockdown was we went back to our root. What's our root? Our traditional sciences that teach us how to prevent diseases rather than waiting to get sick. So did we all learn this in school? Prevention is better than cure. But how many of us actually practice it? Not many. Okay. You can't wait to get sick and then run to the hospital and put pressure on the medical system and the doctors asking them to find a cure for the mistakes you made. You are the author of your own health and disease. Let me tell you, Right from common cold to cancer, we are responsible. And when I say this to patients, it hits them hard in the beginning. And then you have to actually dial back and see which bad habit were you doing repeatedly. So one bad habit is not bad. Gluten, eating gluten once in a while, eating a piece of pizza once in a while, it's not bad. But if you repeatedly do the same mistake every single day, it's called karmic action. What happens? It's going to explode in your body. And the leaky gut syndrome happens. It begins with constipation, diarrhea, IBS. It goes on to become joint issues, food sensitivity, gluten, lactose intolerance. It becomes anxiety, stress, depression. Then it ends up with thyroid, Hashimoto graves. Once you've kicked in an autoimmune disorder, there's no going back. Even Ayurvedic doctors, you know, we try very hard to give hope to our patients saying that don't worry, we'll work it out, we'll work it out. We meet a lot of cancer patients on our regular basis it's heartbreaking just two days ago i was with a cancer patient who was a very dear aunt of mine and we couldn't even tell her what stage she's in and i know what is the root cause of her cancer suppressed emotions unresolved conflict unresolved pain even that triggers diseases so you have to be willing to do the hard work nobody's going to come save you all these disney stories that we read that you know prince charming is going to come save us Sorry, that's not going to happen. Okay, and no doctor can save us when things have gone out of control. You can't keep breaking glass and expect the doctors or the mechanics to come fix it. Why did you break it in the first place? Okay, now your human body is so magical that every day thousands of cells get washed away and thousands of cells are born again, right? Every four years you have a brand new liver. Brand new, like all the cells from four years ago are gone completely. It's not overnight, it happens over four years. Every seven years, you have a brand new brain and a brand new heart. Every seven years, you have a brand new body, cell to cell. But the disease is still there, why? If it's a brand new body, brand new cells, why is the disease still there in the body? Because at a psychosomatic level, you're constantly training the cells in your body that are being born saying, hey, I'm diabetic, hey, I'm diabetic, hey, I'm diabetic, hey, I'm diabetic. So the cell that is just born is getting a propaganda saying, oh, I'm diabetic, okay, fine, I'm, I'm going to behave like a diabetic. So you see how you are the one generating that disease in the body. 
somewhere we have to take responsibility okay now psychosomatically we've taken responsibility you also have to take responsibility for what is on your plate you can't eat everything dump it in your stomach and expect your body to digest it so that's where ayurveda plays role we speak absolutely. a lot about one man's nutrition is another man's poison absolutely right yes. so what were the changes you made in your diet i i leaky gut syndrome i just told them no wheat no sugar no dairy products see i think that was the biggest change that i made that was a life changing life altering diet and you know there's also a lot of social pressure i must tell you wherever i would go or whenever i would go out to eat everybody around me my friends my family you don't eat anything do you not like the food that we're serving you what is it why are you always dieting what is wrong with you what what is your problem like are you sick i'm like no i am not i don't want to be sick that's exactly why i'm curtailing my diet and people don't get that socially it is very difficult if i'm not drinking if i'm not eating the food outside which is being served on my plate i most of the things on a menu i don't eat i can't sit and explain every single person what my problem is or what my problem can be so it's it's very difficult one needs to actually make oneself very very strong to overcome these things once you've healed it's your responsibility to heal the next person you cross paths with so every single friend of poppy yeah. ended up in the clinic fixing the problem and in fact her other best friend sonali that yes. i'm having a talk with tomorrow comes and does preventive healthcare remedies she doesn't want to wait to get sick so what she does is she comes and does a panchakarma treatment which is basically pulling out 99% of toxins in the body it's basically scrubbing your body clean from inside so imagine the garbage bag in your kitchen you don't change it for 20 years but you just keep taking out the trash how is the garbage bag going to look it's going to have holes maggots worms it's going to smell bad no matter how clean you keep your uh, mandir and your bedroom if you don't take out the garbage from your house every day your whole house is going to be a mess there's no point swatting flies and catching the cockroaches the roaches are all over the house we're busy trying to catch the roaches and swatting flies that's called a symptomatic approach which we're doing with western medicine so western medicine is not entirely bad it's a complementary medicine that we take in terms of in in case of emergency like a heart attack or a fracture or a car accident so then you need allopathy western medicine to come to the rescue and get you out of that situation quickly but remember when you take western medicine you have to take another set of medicine to recover from that medicine it has been said and proven right and we have a lot of allopathy doctors coming to the clinic to do panchakarma treatments for themselves because they don't want to get sick they see sick people all day they're like i don't want to go through this suffering right so the simple rule with gut health is what goes in has to come out you need to eliminate your toxins on a daily basis and i remember that's the first set of questions i would ask and poppy being a little british also because she spent a lot of time in london when i asked people did you poop today they get so embarrassed <laughs> poppy neomi smart all of them would literally look at me like that saying that why would you ask me that i said i, I can give you the colors every day <laughs> <laughs> oh my god to the point that i had to plan karan's diet based on poppy's olfactory oh, senses yeah so oh, there's also one more thing i have heightened olfactory senses and this all is i don't know i mean i don't know how to put it is i don't know if it's actually related to leaky gut syndrome but i can actually tell somebody if they've used the washroom or if they've you know if they're sweating that they've had methi 3 days ago or 4 days ago 
have no idea. I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm a dog. But yeah, that's how heightened my olfactory senses are. So these senses that have been given to us, eyes, nose, ears, mouth. There's a simple rule, engage your senses when you're eating food. What does that mean? When you eat food, I know Oprah made fun of Indians, you know, for eating with their hands, right? But when you eat with your hands, these five fingers correspond to the five elements in the body. Okay? This is fire. This is air. This is space. This is earth. And this is water. When you want to rush to the washroom, we do this, right? This is water. When you eat with your hands, when you use your fingers, you are engaging your senses. You're sending information to the brain on what kind of food is going to enter the body. So the brain then sends messages to the gut that it's soft, hard, dry, rough, oily, greasy. Okay? Or is it something that requires a lot of saliva? And then you're looking at the food. Just by looking at the food, your intuitive intelligence can guide you on whether that food is good for you or not. So there's a saying, right? You can eat a mushroom only once. Yes. Because you could be dead or you could be alive. Like there's a 50-50 chance that you're going to die. Right? So you use your intuitive intelligence. Your intuitive intelligence is a GPS system, a Google map that has been installed, a software that has been installed by Mother Nature inside your body so you can survive. Right? One silly mistake, we could end up damaging ourselves, right? So you have to pay attention to what you're eating. That's why we say don't look at the phone, don't look at television when you're eating food. Engage your senses and then smell the food. This is how the French do it. They smell the wine. They roll it around in the mouth for a few seconds. So you engage your senses. You smell the food. You roll it around in your mouth. Digestion begins in the mouth. Bhagwan ne aapko 32 teeth diya hai kisi karan. God gave us 32 teeth for a reason. Chew your food 32 times. Turn it into saliva. Turn it into milk. Turn it into liquid before you swallow it. Before it goes into the stomach. You don't want the stomach to do all the hard work. So those are like basics that we started with. And I want to touch a little bit about Dinacharya, Ritucharya rituals. You know, because you studied that. Yes. We also studied Vridahar, which is food chemistry, yes. wrong combinations of foods. Absolutely. Okay, so that's probably a new word for some of you. Viridha means contradictory, ahar means food. Foods that contradict with each other. So that's a subject that's, you know, something that we're very passionate about because you can prevent diseases by just focusing on the combination of food on your plate. Now you would be surprised to know a lot of fruits cannot be mixed with milk or yogurt. And Dimple will tell you that. Which, which is actually quite surprising and eye-opening. I didn't know it either. Yeah. The first rule with fruit is, some of you who have watched my videos, you know that line that I use. Eat it alone or leave it alone. Fruits are literally manna from heaven. Okay? Fruits are so nourishing that they get digested, absorbed and assimilated in your body within three hours. Within three hours, a banana has become part of the human body. It's become part of different organs in a different way, like, you know, at a plasma level, obviously. Fruits are the easiest to digest, but fruits are extremely notorious because of the chemical component in it. Now, have you seen lemon and milk? If I squeeze lemon and milk, what happens? Curdles. It curdles, it breaks. Imagine that process happening inside your stomach. Would you like it? What happens when food starts breaking in your stomach? You start cramping, you start feeling gassy. Acidic. Yeah, and you start getting this burning sensation and then you're bloated, you're having flatulence, you're having terrible aches, you can't focus on anything that's happening in front of you, right? That's called Viruddha or contradictory combinations of food that you need to pay attention to. Rule number one, 
Fruits, eat it alone or leave it alone, just like how lemon has citric acid, which breaks the lactic acid found in milk and yogurt. Similarly, all fruits, apples, berries, cherries, even bananas, except mango and avocado, all fruits have malic acid, tartaric acid, fumaric acid, citric acid, absorbic acid. These acids, everything is a chemical component, right? We're all chemical components at the end of the day. The chemical components in fruits will immediately start breaking dairy products like milk, yogurt, yogurt. buttermilk, cottage cheese. How many people have had pineapple and cottage cheese? Or grapes and cheese. You know, we think grapes and cheese is like a very fancy platter. Let me tell you, that is a recipe for eczema, psoriasis, rosacea, urticaria. When people come from Middle East, we know it is piles, fissures, bleeding disorders and chronic constipation because of the excessive red meat and the dehydration from the dry arid weather that they live in, right? So excessive camel meat. People from different parts of Europe, pockets of Europe, say France or even Greece nowadays because of this flavored yogurt that has become a rage. It's not flavored yogurt. Greek never had flavored yogurt. They would have yogurt only with cucumber and they would put it on their pita breads, on their breads to eat. They never mixed it with fruit. We ruined it. We, not Indians, everybody ruined it by commercializing it. Okay? And they started serving cheese with fruits and all of that. Now, these started reacting with each other. We saw maximum number of cases of eczema, psoriasis from these parts of the world. From the US, we saw maximum number of clinical depression, obesity. Only 2.4% of people in the US are healthy right now. Only 2.4% of the people. What does that say? 97.6% of people living in the US are diseased. And that's the world or the land of pharma. That's the land of Western medicine. So if you're looking to Western science for answers, let me tell you, everybody there is looking towards Eastern science for answers. The world is going in circles. We're all going back to our roots. Okay. So these are some basic rules. Eat fruit alone or leave it alone. Number two. Vegetables. You love eating a salad? Do you like eating romaine and baby spinach and lettuce, leafy greens in your salad? Now, just like human beings, just like animals, plants don't want to be eaten. Plants don't want to be eaten. So when you cut grass, have you had that peculiar smell? Do you like the smell of freshly cut grass? That's actually a phytochemical that the plant is releasing because it cannot get up, take its roots and run. So what it's doing, it's releasing a chemical in the air to warn the other plants of a predator, of a herbivore that is here, of a land mover, of a human being here. So the plants are warning the other plants, saying there's a predator here, turn on your defense mechanism, they start releasing this phytochemical. Okay? When you eat plants raw, they start releasing the gas inside your body. Some of us have become immune to it, but if you stop eating raw salads for some time and switch to steamed vegetables, I'm not saying entirely cooked, steamed vegetables, you'll notice your digestion has suddenly taken a turn. So Ayurveda always proposes cooked food over raw foods, number one. Number two, leafy green vegetables are also home to parasites. Just like how they nourish our body, they also nourish parasites, tapeworms, tapeworm eggs, E. coli, different kinds of parasites and bacteria. If these tapeworms enter the body, Arvi ka patta, like you know, sometimes we have these unwashed leafy greens. Yeah. And if these tapeworms enter the body, if they enter the brain through the bloodstream, they can cause epilepsis, seizures, cystic psychosis in your muscles, in your brain, involuntary movement of your fingers. And I'm saying this because I was born with epilepsy and I had it up to the age of 11. My sister had it. We were separated at birth because both of us had epilepsy. It tore my family apart. 
Mothers have probably had raw salads by mistake. One little tapeworm egg enters the body. It can ruin your life forever. And when I put this post up on Instagram, there were a lot of people who debated saying, no, no, there's nothing wrong with raw salads. Why would you, you know, demonize a healthy food? But the number of people who wrote their story of how they ended up in the hospital with tapeworms in their brain, tapeworms in their muscles, it was scary. And I took those stories and I put up a post. And after that, everybody was silenced. So with vegetables, try to wash it well, try to cook it and eat it, steam, boil, blanch. Blanching basically means putting it in hot water and then putting it in cold water. Spinach should always be blanched. Never have raw spinach juices. We've been dealing with a lot of cases in the clinic and on my page, at least 100 plus followers who told us they ended up in the emergency room after having spinach juice for two weeks in a row because spinach is rich in a compound called oxalate. Oxalate binds with the calcium in your body and turns into kidney stones. So we've had people who went on a spinach juice diet for two weeks and in two weeks ended up in the hospital for kidney stones. So how do we have spinach in Indian culture? We blanch the spinach in hot water, take it out, put it in cold water, then we boil it well, make a gravy out of it, then we cook it again and then our mother puts paneer in it, cottage cheese, because cottage cheese is a rich source of calcium which binds with the oxalate in the spinach and prevents it from causing kidney stones inside our body. So don't try to be fancy having spinach juices when we have mastered palak paneer. Does it make sense? So replace your spinach juice with palak paneer. Replace your spinach juices with soups instead. So instead of doing a juice in the morning, a raw juice, if you did a soup, you'd be much better off because raw vegetables have roughage. So they irritate the gut lining when coming out. We give raw juices only to someone who's extremely obese and has a lot of garbage stuck inside. But if you do it frequently, it'll end up irritating your gut lining and triggering what is called IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, running to the bathroom three times a day, five times a day. Have you seen people suffering from that? That started after the smoothie culture went viral. Hey guys, if you like this episode, don't forget to leave a comment below so we can learn how to improve ourselves. Like, subscribe and definitely share this with your loved ones, your friends, family and relatives so you can become an influencer of good health in their lives. Until my next episode, here's wishing you unconditional happiness, love, forgiveness, kindness, empathy, compassion in everything that you do. Here's Dr. Dimple Jagra signing off.